News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. Dan Patrick has now coined the term California Dade in reference to Dade Phelan's property tax reform efforts. Representative Tony Tinderholt also led the fight to stop more taxpayer money from going to hospitals who are socially transitioning kids, literally trying to psychologically change these little girls into little boys. A bunch of Republicans stood with him. House leadership fought against him and then got caught in it. And Cody Harris in particular is the one we're going to talk about today. Let's get to the show. California Dade. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick came out and on multiple different television interviews yesterday actually called out Speaker Phelan for the property tax appraisal cap plan that he has come up with recently as his property tax reform effort. Uh, for the legislative session. And this is what they are saying is going to bring historical property tax relief. Now, we've already specified to you that in our opinion, in my opinion, and in Texans for Fiscal Responsibility's opinion, a lot of people here at Scorecard, as we look at the numbers and dig into everything, the Texas legislature is not poised to give you Texans the largest property tax cut in Texas history. That would have happened a number of years ago with a $14 billion property tax relief plan, which if adjusted for inflation, that same plan today would be $20 billion. And the current plans that are being put forth are a little under $15 billion. And so, and they're probably closer to $12 billion total. There's not enough compression in either budget. There's not enough efforts to actually put M&O property taxes on a path to zero. But there are still, there are still two different plans that are coming before you that are being presented by the House and the Senate. County Judge Tim O'Hare came out this morning and actually said that he has carefully looked at every property tax plan, the Senate and the House's proposals on property taxes, and he is strongly endorsing Dan Patrick's property tax plan. Now, Tim O'Hare is the newly elected county judge in Tarrant County. He has done a fantastic job. He is probably one of the conservative, local conservative leaders that people are looking to across the state as a model for conservative governance. Recently, he actually got the Tarrant County Elections Administrator to step down because he is expanding and increasing efforts in Tarrant County to ensure that there is integrity at a local level of our elections. And your elections are run locally, which means that Nearly every single county in Texas could have incredible elections run the way the Republicans wanted them to, regardless of whether the legislature will address the issue. And Tim O'Hare has started to take some actions to show that even large red counties in suburban Texas can and should step up and lead on these issues. Now, Tim also came out and said that after carefully reviewing the plans, he actually supports Dan Patrick's property tax relief plan comparative compared to the Texas House plan. And this is a good thing. Trey Martinez Fisher, a Democrat, actually led an effort on the House floor with HB2 to say, hey, I'm going to try to bring a good amount of elements of the Senate's property tax relief plan into the House plan so that we can show that we can meld these issues together. And unfortunately, a lot of Republicans voted against it, but there were some good conservatives that actually voted for Trey Martinez Fisher's amendment. And so that was a a good amendment to see Here's the truth. I don't know that either side of the chamber wants to deliver what I or others think should be delivered, which is that you take as much money as humanly possible and you actually put it into 
MNO compression. You try to just push that down as much as possible and put us on a pathway to zero. We have the money to do it with all of the surplus we have. We even have bills that were filed that say, hey, 90% of surplus dollars in the future should all go to MNO compression. Sadly, there are literally members who authored bills to say 90% of that MO compression should go to paying off property taxes, but they voted against Tony Tinderholt's amendment that said, let's take $8 billion in property, in, in additional surplus dollars, and put it towards property tax compression. So it, it's very strange, but this is the nature of the Texas House. You're told essentially, hey, your votes on bills and amendments and all these things, they don't, you're not actually voting on the policy, you're voting on the personality. And that's actually going to be a good segue into the debate that happened yesterday on the House floor. Representative Tony Tinderholt brought up an amendment on second reading the day before yesterday. And it was a grant program that J.C. Jatan, a Republican member from south of Houston in Fort Bend County, offered. And this is a grant program to children's hospitals for their mental health care services. Okay, just kind of broadly, that's what the bill does. It has a state grant program that then can go to these different children's hospitals. And Representative Tinderholt offered an amendment that was germane that essentially said, we don't want any of this money to go towards children's hospitals who are transitioning kids. Okay. Now, normally this would be germane, but Dade Phelan and his team are trying to bend over backwards to prevent as few votes from happening on controversial issues. And they're trying to keep their Republican members from having to take positions that anger Democrats. And, you know, especially when Representative Tinderhold offers amendments because he ran for speaker. And so no one wants to let him have a win. Here's what's interesting. Charlie Guerin called a point of order and killed that amendment. They ruled in his favor and the amendment was not even voted on. But in their ruling, they determined that this bill in particular was specific to mental health care services. And so Representative Cinderholt yesterday offered an amendment on the floor that narrowed his amendment down and said, we're not going to give grant money to any children's hospital who is socially and psychologically transitioning these kids. This is an incredible policy that has to be debated, because here's the truth. The legislation by Donna Campbell and Tom Oliverson does effectively stop Texas medical professionals from surgically transitioning kids, from giving them cross-sex hormones, so literally giving them male, a female male hormones or uh, a male female hormones, and it also prevents them from blocking their puberty with the administration of drugs meant to block that child's puberty. But we don't actually address the psychological transitioning. And this is a huge missed opportunity. We don't actually say you can't try to turn a three and four and five-year-old kid into the opposite gender of their sex. We don't say that. In fact, we're essentially keeping it completely legal throughout Texas. So what Tony Tinderhold is saying is, look, unfortunately, we're not making this stuff illegal, but I don't want to give more grant money to institutions that are doing this heinous act. So let's watch Representative Tinderholt lay out his amendment. Tenderholt. The chair recognizes Mr. Tenderholt to explain the amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Members, my amendment simply prevents grant programs from directing funds to children's hospitals that provide psychological, behavioral, gender transitioning procedures. I move adoption. The chair recognizes Mrs. Johnson of Dallas in opposition to the amendment. Let's Thank pause you, real quick. So, Representative Johnson, just for y'all to know, uh, is 
probably one of the leaders of the LGBT caucus. She is a lesbian member from North Texas. And so she is going to oppose the amendment, but she's going to try to use language here that is appealing to all the liberal and moderate Republicans. So she's not going to say, hey, I want to socially transition these kids. Let's watch what she has to say. Members, you know, we are having an incessant amount of these kinds of amendments on every bill in this body. There are bills moving that we can have a thoughtful conversation about the role of mental health care in gender affirming care. But this bill is not it. This bill is designed to provide capital improvements to children's hospitals for mental health care. And we need to put a stop to this. And I'm asking you to vote against this amendment. Thank you. The chair recognizes Mr. Tenderholt to close on the amendment. We, at this point, uh, normally Representative Tinderholt would just close, but it looks like what you're about to see in a second is Representative Jatan, whose bill it is, and a lot of people let the bill author kind of decide if he gets to amend his bill, uh, he's going to get up and share some very interesting words here. So let's see what he has to say. The chair recognizes Mr. Jatan in opposition to the amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, I've spent the last two sessions on public health listening to hours and hours of testimony um, when it comes to gender modification of children. And there's no doubt in my mind that there is, there is a need for a bill to fully address gender modification, gender care here in Texas. And I believe that there's a bill that is going to pass this house that addresses that issue. The bill that I'm bringing here today is strictly for children's hospitals to be able to get the funding so that when a child goes to an emergency room, either attempting to commit suicide, having suicidal ideation, or having some sort of extreme situation, that there are beds and there are services available for that child. That is what this bill does. It does not pertain to gender modification of any type. And so in my attempts to keep this bill that has been worked on um, by many stakeholders, to preserve the hard work that was put into this bill, I'm asking you to vote no on this amendment. Let's stop. So, very interesting. There's a couple things to take away from Representative Jatan's remarks. First of all, he literally calls it gender-affirming care, which is a lie, okay? So we have a Republican member of the Texas House of Representatives calling this gender-affirming care. He's literally referring to chopping off kids' body parts. He is referring to applying cross-sex hormones to them that will literally ruin their bodies. He is referring to telling a four-year-old child, hey, little girl, you can actually be a little boy. Maybe you are since you like wearing pants. He is referring to all of that horrendous, horrific, disgusting action as gender-affirming care. That is insane. There's another thing he says which is that we have a bill that's going to address this. And the truth is, we don't have a bill that's going to address this, not what Representative Tinderholt's amendment does. This, the amendment of Representative Tinderholt says, hey, there's a bunch of psychological and social transitioning that's happening to these kids. That is bad. We should not incentivize that activity. In fact, we should do the opposite. Even if it's legal, we should say you as a child's hospital can't get grant money from the state of Texas if you're doing this to three and four and five-year-old kids through your children's center, it's not okay. And if you're not doing it, here's the deal. We're going to put all that money into another hospital. We're going to let the hospital expand who has decided to not do that. 
And J.C. Jatan makes this cry to say, well, these kids aren't even going to have a hospital bed if they do something if we don't pass this grant program. Are you kidding me? So this is just the typical action of the left and the establishment Republicans coming together to try to convince a uniparty coalition to be built to stop this amendment. Now, we're going to go to the actual vote that takes place, and I want to notate something that happens. So let's go there. Mr. Tenderholt sent an amendment. The amendment is not acceptable to the author. A record vote has been requested by Mr. Harris of Anderson. The clerk will ring the bell. Show Mr. Jatan voting nay, Ms. Johnson of Dallas voting nay. Have all members voted? There being 52 ayes and 90 nays, the amendment fails to adopt. Does any member speak for or against on the bill? The chair recognizes Mr. Jatan to close on the bill. Move passage. The question occurs on final passage. Mr. Harris of Anderson, what purpose? Mr. Speaker, move to have the remarks by Mr. Jatan reduced to writing and placed in the journal. Members heard the motion's objection. The chair hears an order. The question occurs on final passage of HB 1898. So here's something I want to point out. And Cody Harris has given us a phenomenal model to use. So Right before the vote takes place, Dave Phelan says, a record vote has been requested by Mr. Harris of Anderson. That's Cody Harris, state representative from Anderson County, East Texas. He's the chairman of the local and consent calendar. He's considered, let's say, one of the top 10 or 15 lieutenants of the speaker. So he's in the leadership circle. And he is requesting a record vote. And just so y'all understand how this works, if a Democrat requests a record vote, that essentially means this is a vote that Democrats think is good for them and bad for Republicans to take, and they want people to be on the record. If you hear Representative Tinderholt ask for a record vote, what that usually means is this is a conservative policy that's being put forward. And there, we don't know who's going to side which way, but the perspective by Representative Tinderholt is likely that, one, more people are going to vote with Republican voters if they know there's going to be a record of what happens, and this is a good policy that conservatives should support. But when you hear somebody aligned with leadership, and leadership will sometimes deputize other people. So sometimes, like during the budget vote and other stuff like that, leadership will go to members. Sometimes it's members of the leadership circle, sometimes it's members of the Freedom Caucus or other stuff, and they'll say, hey, ask for a record vote on all this stuff. And so that's just like a big old debate day. You ask for a record vote. But other times, You'll hear leadership members themselves say, call for a record vote. And Cody Harris calls for one. And then he votes with Representative Jatan on this amendment. So it is him signaling to moderate establishment Republicans, hey, we are voting with Jatan and not with Tinderholt, and there's going to be a record of it. Then after the vote takes place, he gets up and says, Mr. Speaker, I would like Representative Jatan's statements reduced to writing and placed in the journal. Now, that doesn't actually accomplish much because we have the video, we know what he said, but what it does is it puts it in the actual document of what happened that day. And it's kind of a way of saying, I think that is significant. Jatan getting up and calling a gender-affirming care and doing all this stuff, I want that in there because I voted with him to kill that amendment. We're going to vote with the stakeholders. We're going to vote for, you know, basically the process and against Representative Tenderholt. Here is the hilarious thing, though. Cody Harris, after doing that show, after saying, I want this on the record, after getting up and saying, I'm with J.C. Jatan, 
went in and changed his vote on the record to be with Representative Tinderholt. Imagine that. Here's the funny thing. I went and pulled up the journal and Doc Anderson, Keith Bell, Brad Buckley, Giovanni Capriglioni, Mano Diala, Tom Craddock, James Frank, Frederick Frazier, Cody Harris, Ken King, John Kempel, Stan Lambert, Janie Lopez, Candy Noble, Tom Oliverson, Glenn Rogers, Cronda Timish. Every single one of these Republicans that voted with J.C. Jatan went in and then changed their votes on the record to vote with Representative Tinderholt. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 Republicans. 17 Republicans went in. So the 52 eyes is now 69. Guys, these Republicans are all letting Tony Tinderhole basically decide what kind of policy needs to be pushed and not. But at the time, you have to understand, J.C. Jatan literally gets up and says, do not do this. And all the Republicans on the floor, they vote by personality. So they're like, okay, cool, got it. Cody Harris gets up, flexes, put it in the journal, put it on the record. He sits there and votes no on the amendment. And an hour later, all 17 of these guys line up and go, actually, we were with Tony Tinderholt. The media has an agenda and having seen behind the curtain, I can tell you it's not what's in your best interests. That's why I started the Salcedo Storm podcast every weekday. Real talk for real Texans. The Salcedo Storm podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. This is how the Texas House operates. There are bills coming out of the House right now. I mean, you would not believe the amount of conversations that are being had with conservatives across the state and Texas senators right now. Just calls that go on that go, hey, did you see this House bill that passed? Um, what are y'all going to do? And they're like, oh, don't worry. That thing's not going anywhere. Oh, don't worry. That thing's dead. There are debates happening on these policies and these bills that are not good at all. Constant. And here's yet another example of a Republican establishment member trying to convince his own members of his own party to just hang themselves. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm grateful to Representative Tinderholt, one, literally for the first time ever had a vote on whether or not the Texas House of Representatives even supports social and psychological transitioning. And by the way, we should be pushing policy that stops this type of transitioning with kids. Not just the medical procedures, not just the surgeries, but actually the social and psychological transitioning. You know what's funny is J.C. Jatan argued on the House floor, hey, we've got a bill coming that's gonna address this issue. But Tom Oliverson went in and said, I would vote with Tony Tinderholt. And Tom Oliverson's the one carrying the bill. So even Dr. Tom Oliverson, J.C. Jatan runs like HOA management. Dr. Tom Oliverson says, basically declares in his vote, I'm with Tony Tinderholt. So clearly this doesn't just do what Tom Oliverson's bill does. But enough Republicans vote with J.C. Jatan, all the Democrats line up, that amendment dies. So this is what's happening. This is what we continue to bring you.
Just little snippets and nuggets of perspective and information. Dan Patrick not only called Dade Field and California Dade, but one of the most exciting things is that he continued what we talked about last week, or earlier this week, actually, is that Dan Patrick said things are moving too slow. Well, he doubled down since we came to you and said, if the Texas House of Representatives is going to intentionally move slowly and kill key Republican policies, then I can't call a special session because that's what Greg Abbott has to do, but I can create one and I can hold up key pieces of legislation that if not passed will require us to come back and deal with more issues. He is continuing to message to the Texas House, you need to wake up, you need to get to work, and you need to deliver conservative results or you're coming back for a special session and I will make sure that happens. And that's what we like to see from Dan Patrick because that is when conservative Texans know they have a more representative government form of government and, and just governing body in the Texas Senate, whether it's the House bills that they're going to kill, the good bills they're going to pass, or the reality of the leadership they're going to display when saying we have to come back and do more work if we let the clock run out this time. It'll be interesting to see how the next five weeks progress. And now that Dan Patrick has thrown that down, you're going to see whether the Texas House hurries it up to try to prevent a special session or digs their heels in and continues to drag their feet like they've been doing. And we will bring you perspective and information to let you know what their reaction is. May God bless you. And may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.